0: Today's show is brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch motivating personal trainers who guide you through an audio-based workout that is timed to your choosing with fun, perfectly synchronized music. Like Netflix for Fitness, Active gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end trainer-led workout classes. So if you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Active. In fact, if you head over to the curator playlists, you'll see a familiar face. I chose seven of my favorite Active workouts, so that you can get a well-rounded mix of workouts that will take you from intense cardio to restorative serenity. And these are some of my favorite workouts to do when I'm traveling or if I just have a spare 20 minutes between activities. And because they're the best, Active is even offering Fed and Fit listeners a free 30-day trial when you sign up for monthly subscriptions at www aaptiv. Be sure to enter the promo code Fed and Fit one word at checkout, and your first thirty days are on the house. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia. I am so excited to have you here today. We are going back to a very traditional style podcast. When I first started the Fed and Fit podcast, um, just about every episode, then we went into every other episode, revolved around some sort of fun nutrition science type topic where I would dive into what I thought, um, I don't know, were really neat topics, whether it was hydration, or stress, or goodness sleep, and we break it down into kind of a fun 101 type show. You know, Stress 101, Hydration 101. And so what I wanna talk about today, while I have a number of fabulous interviews lined up for you guys that we're going to go over in the next month. Um, Today, I thought that I would do something very seasonal specific and talk about seasonal allergies. So today's show is about seasonal allergies 101. We're going to demystify this. You know, right now we are just kind of at the very beginning of spring and seasonal, this is really where a lot of folks, seasonal allergies start to feel triggered. And they experience some of the, the runny nose and the congestion and maybe some of the headaches, um, the itchy eyes or the sore throat, whatever it is. And you just feel like you have to survive it. And if you can't tell in my own voice, I'm kind of recovering from some of that myself. So I thought that it was a really good topic maybe to jump into. I'm a firm believer that knowledge is power. I've said that in a lot of different avenues, Uh, and today is no different. This topic is no different. I think if, let's understand, let's dive into maybe some of the science of what happens, why we have allergies, uh, why some folks have some allergies more than others, and then talk about some of the options, things that we can do, whether it is over the counter or working with a physician or lifestyle practices, things that we can do to help reduce what feels like this incredible seasonal burden. So let's get into it. Let's talk about seasonal allergies 101. Okay, so seasonal allergies, which is sometimes also referred to as hay fever, in a teeny tiny nutshell, is an immune response to something that is not actually harmful right so it's an allergic response to the the grass pollen or the tree pollen i live in san antonio texas right now and the oak pollen is just kicking everyone's tushy and that oak pollen isn't actually a threat but our bodies are poised um to interpret it as a threat and so that's really what we're talking about here are those kinds of um allergic response type of uh, molecules so Pollen from trees like oak trees and grass and mold spores from fungi float around during the day and while we're outside or we've got the door open or the window open, those tiny little molecules find their way up into our nose. They are then making contact with our body through our mucous membrane, so through our nose, through our mouth, maybe we breathe them in, or through our eyes for example, Um, we can also have a physical reaction to them as well. I remember as a kid growing up, I would roll around sometimes in the grass, I'd be playing outside, and I'd get all itchy from the grass, so that was a physical contact to those allergens. And so what happens is, and I'm, I'm talking, this is kind of a passion project of mine, because I am somebody who has suffered from really terrible allergies almost my entire adult life. I don't remember them much when I was a kid, But they were really, really bad when I became an adult. Um, And it's just, it's been something that I've dealt with. And I remember thinking, gosh, I just want to be able to enjoy this beautiful time of the year you know, all of my favorite flowers are in bloom and I feel like I need to walk around in a bubble in order to be able to enjoy it. I'm sleepy because of the pressure on my, the sinuses is putting on my head. Um, I have these headaches, I have the constant drainage, I don't really have, um, it's, my voice changes this time of year, every year, and I found a way kind of around it. Um, anyway, so this is, a, like I said, a topic near and dear. So the way that it works in our bodies, is when we first encounter the offending pollen. Let's just zero in on pollen for right now. Plasma cells in our body craft, so these pollen, let's say that they float past your mucous membrane. You're going from, um, let's see, goodness, what's a good example? You go outside for a walk one morning, and you're walking around, and let's just say it happens as slowly. You're walking around outside and there is some pollen floating, pollen floating around in the air and it, you make contact via your mucous membrane, those exact pollen. And the plasma cells in your body think this pollen is just as harmful as some sort of a bacteria or a bug. Okay? So it doesn't react, your body doesn't react the first time it's exposed to that pollen. But what it does is that plasma cell creates an IgE antibody, or kind of like a watchdog, for example, who's especially meant to sniff out that exact offender, that exact pollen, also known as an antigen, right? So your body crafts this antibody that's meant to look out for that exact antigen. So you go on your morning walk, and little do you know that your body is mounting this attack force, this defense, against that pollen, that benign pollen that's not actually going to hurt you. And so you have your lovely walk one day and then you go out on day two and all of a sudden on day two, you have this allergic reaction. You're on your walk and your nose is running and your eyes are itching and you're thinking, what the heck happened? So those antibodies that were produced by those plasma cells, those IgE antibodies, essentially surround themselves around another form in your immune system called a mast cell. And a mast cell is a great big cell, another member of your immune system, um, and those, those antibodies hang out on this mast cell just kind of waiting. It's kind of like a bunch of dogs at the front door just waiting for you to walk through and they are just ready to you know, mount their offense, their attack, they're they're ready for you. So when you come across that pollen again on day two, those antibodies are ready for it. And so that pollen then is specifically attached to those exact antibodies. And as soon as that pollen attaches to the antibodies, the antibody tells that mast cell that it is, you know, hanging on to, tells the mast cell, okay, we got it, release the histamines. And so the histamines, which is probably a word that allergy sufferers are familiar with, the histamines are then released by one of those, that white blood cell, that mast cell, and the histamine um, is meant to then flush and expel is really what its job is. Those histamines go off into your body. They tell your mucus membranes to start producing the mucus, start you know, making the throat itch so she coughs, start um, tickling the membrane in her nose so she sneezes, tickle her eyes so her eyes are really itchy and they start running. And what it's trying to do is it's trying to evacuate these dangerous offenders, what your body interprets as a really dangerous offender, whereas you and I know that oak pollen isn't going to hurt anybody, but all of us, the oak pollen's like, what did I do? So anyway, so your body creates this huge overreaction offense to that pollen or that fungi or whatever it is you've come across, and the histamines are the things that really make us feel crummy. So... That's kind of what happens. And all of that mucus, all the sneezing, all the coughing, the watering eyes, all of that is meant to flush out and to get rid of whatever the foreign invader is. Okay, so hopefully that kind of sums it up. That's what's going on in your body. And your body is producing more antibodies as it's exposed to those things. And what I've learned is that the half-life for an IgE antibody... um, from what i understand is about four to six hours after symptoms stop so let's say you hop on an airplane and you go someplace totally different and you just had that morning walk that second morning walk and you're a sneezing runny-eyed itchy coffee mess and you hop on an airplane that day and you go to a completely different location that has none of those things um and after your symptoms subside so the histamines. Finish their round. You know the um, the mast cells, those white blood cells, are not producing any more histamines because there's no more pollen interacting and attaching to those IgE, those specific IgE antibodies. There's no more antigens to trigger the antibodies to release the histamine. So after all of that trigger reaction subsides and your symptoms go away, after that point in time, any any antibodies that are hanging out on those mast cells will start to die off after about four to six hours. So that's a pretty short half-life. That doesn't last very long, which gives us hope, which is why we can usually bounce back relatively quickly when we do travel, whether we're traveling to a place that doesn't have allergies or we're coming back from a place that does. So that's why we're able to heal relatively quickly. Okay, so. What, what makes us predisposed to allergies? Let's talk about the seasonal allergies, is really what we're talking about here. I'm not really talking necessarily about food, that would be an entirely different topic, um, but we'll, we'll kind of touch on it, in some, and the principles are still all relatively the same. So, what could make us predisposed to having seasonal allergies? And a lot of this has to do with your constitution, your genetic makeup, right? Um, you could have inherited an immune system genetically an immune system that is more prone to being reactive. It's more prone to making kind of a big deal out of not a very big deal. So that could be a part of it. I think about my dad for example, has really terrible allergies just like I do. The poor guy um, we sneeze our way together through the spring and then again during the fall when new allergies come up so, You can definitely be inherited. Um, Something that can help give, or it can, I don't want to say give you allergies, but let's talk on the other side of the coin, maybe help prevent you from having them more when you're an adult, is being exposed to seasonal allergens when you're younger and you get those exposures. And that's really when your body, your immune system is trying to to build itself up. Okay, so your immune system is encountering actual allergies bugs, actual bacteria, actual little parasites that it needs to mount a defense to. And so if you think about it, while your body as a baby is encountering all of these offenders, the actual bugs, and then these poly- this pollen that's coming in, when your body has both of those two things to look at, it's able to then more easily discern, oh, the pollen is not a big deal. I don't need to worry about that. And so your body gets used to seeing the pollen while it concerns itself with actually fighting the real bugs, the things that could actually make your body sick. So when you're exposed to those things as a baby, you're able to really, your body's more easily able to discern, so that's one thing, is um, it could be some of us have more seasonal allergies because maybe we weren't sick as much when we were kids you know, um, or maybe we weren't raised in a place that had a lot of seasonal allergies. Maybe it was a very um, uh, urban setting if you were raised in an urban setting. It's generally understood that kids who are raised in more rural settings, um, outside in the dirt and on the farm and with all the flowers and everything that comes up to, throughout the year, they live a lot of their life outside, typically don't suffer as much as adults from seasonal allergies. It's also believed that, um, Let's see. some. Okay, so I talked about all of that. What's next? Okay, oh, so, and it's just true for adults as well, whether or not you were, because as a baby, you have no control how you were raised as a kid or where you were raised as a kid, but as an adult, the more we shelter ourselves and the, the less we're around other kinds of bugs, the more, I guess our immune system is really calm and that's a really good thing, but it's also sitting there twiddling its thumbs. And so it might be like, I need something to do now. Some, yeah, you guys, I've read a bunch of articles on this and I'm trying to really summarize it. So it's more conversational. Um, but essentially that's a lot of professional takes on this is that our immune systems are postured and are looking for something to make themselves useful for. And so if some allergens come across its plate, some pollen from the grass or the trees or whatever it is outside, or dust or animals, whatever it is, those kinds of allergies, when it comes across them, it gives the immune system something something to do if it doesn't have actual diseases to fight. So not just as babies is that relevant, but also as adults, because we don't want to get sick and we don't want to get out there and, you know, and get into the real world. And I'm experiencing that myself. It's just myself and my husband. And when we hang out with um, our friends that have small kids, it sends my immune system through kind of a rocker because it's not used to being exposed or being on constant, being able to shuffle through real bugs, deal with it, and we're gonna move on. So that's just something to keep in mind. And before we move on to the next part of our show, where we're gonna talk about all the things that we can do to help uh, combat our allergic, our seasonal allergy reactions, we're gonna talk about the drugs, We're gonna briefly about the drugs. We're gonna talk over the counter. We're gonna talk about immunotherapy, and we're gonna talk about lifestyle practices. But before we do that, let's hear a quick word from one of our sponsors. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service that you guys I personally use and trust for paleo and gluten-free friendly meals. When you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. After Only one to three hours of prepping on the weekend. You'll have all of your meals ready for the entire week. You'll save time and have amazingly delicious meals like smoky paprika, chicken legs with a trio of roasted vegetables or turkey and zucchini lasagna. I have been blown away by the quality of the recipes and how easy they make meal planning. The founder, Allison, is offering you, the lovely Fed and Fit listeners, a free two-week trial to try it out. You really can't beat that. Check out PrepDish.com forward slash Fed and Fit for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash Fed and Fit for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. You're going to love it. And we're back. Okay, so let's first talk about the things that we can do to help combat our seasonal allergy symptoms. And I want to start first with talking addressing, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about them, but I want to address the -the over-the-counter drugs, specifically speaking to antihistamines. So an antihistamine, and you guys, I have a medicine cabinet full of these things, so do not think that I'm A, recommending them or B, vilifying them, neither. I My personal take on this, as with everything, is you are the best person to make decisions about your health and your lifestyle. All I'm going to do is tell you my personal experiences. I am not a medical doctor, um, but I'll tell you my personal experiences very briefly, and then it's up to you to then go and talk to your doctor and then maybe go do your own research. But tell you briefly, an antihistamine is meant to um, help reduce the impacts of histamines, right? So those mast cells, after that antigen, that pollen, attaches to the antibody, that IgE antibody, which has then told that white blood cell to release the histamines, antihistamines, then what they're supposed to do is go through and temper the impact of the histamines that have been released, right? So the point of them is not to tell our body to stop having a reaction because it's still reacting. It's still doing all of those things. It is just dulling the effect of the histamine, which is the thing that's making our nose run and our eyes itch and our cough and our sneeze. So it's reducing the impact of those. Um, and some of them have a, their own side effects. They're all different. I'm not going to talk about specific brands, so definitely do your own research here. Um, so uh, in the past, a lot of them were, made you drowsy. There was no really no way around that, and they've come out with a lot of non-drowsy options. So if that's something, if you're really like, I just can't live. I cannot live with these seasonal allergies. That's something that a lot of people use, and I was one of them. Man, I used antihistamines for years and years and years, and I just couldn't live without them, and I got to a point leading into this next topic i got to a point where i just didn't want to live with those medications anymore and i wanted to feel like i wasn't losing months out of my year every year i always felt like i was surviving spring that's all i thought um so i turned to an allergist i started seeing an actual allergist physician and i love her she's fantastic um, San Antonio allergy and asthma and allergy, if you're in the area by chance, I know most listeners are not, but if you happen to be here, doctors, um, Adrienne Vaughn and her husband Vaughn, Dr. Vaughn as well, are in that practice, and I go to her, and I absolutely love her, and I remember sitting down with her one day, and I was like, I just don't want to live with these medications anymore. I don't want to have to depend on antihistamines the rest of my life, and so we started talking about immunotherapy. Immunotherapy in this context, within seasonal allergy context, are allergy shots. And the way that it works is you are given, so she does an allergy panel, determines what you're actually allergic to. And I remember when she did that panel on me, it's a little, it's kind of like taking a metal comb or a metal brush with a bunch of little pokers on it, and they press it on your back, and each one of those little dots has a a specific allergen, so they have a map of it that they're testing, they press it onto your back. It doesn't hurt, it just feels like a brush that you're pushing into your back. And then they give you a certain amount of time and they come back and they check it and they see what you've reacted to. And so on that, I remember it was just kind of like I lit up like a Christmas tree, I was allergic to a lot. My immune system was just, it was postured and ready to fight. And so which is why I had such a hard time throughout the year with seasonal allergies. And so what we decided to do, what I decided to do was go through immunotherapy and it's where you are given a deliberate dose of those allergens. They are injecting you with those actual allergens in at, a, at specific amounts of, at specific periods of time, increasing that amount over time. And so what this does is it forces your immune system it, it gives it that one dose right remember the first time that you're dosed it creates those ige antibodies but no histamine is released until the second encounter so you're given a shot let's say for me i was given a shot um, of an oak pollen etc. mix they gave me a shot of that and then i waited two weeks okay so i didn't i didn't actually have a reaction from those shots because the reaction would have been the next exposure, and they don't like to do shots, allergy shots, during the time in which um, that season, that allergy season is existing, which is so funny because that's when you always think about wanting to go see the allergist and talk about shots is when you're in the middle of an allergic reaction, right? When it's really seasonally specific. So you're given the shot, and then for me, I was on the fast program. I wanted to knock it out, so it was every two weeks. And then I go back, and in that span of two weeks, my body had had time to create those antigens, or excuse me, those antibodies. It created those antibodies, which were ready to to tack onto that pollen again the next time it came through my body. But the second encounter never happened, and so those antibodies died off. And then two weeks later, I was given another shot, and it created more antibodies. But those antibodies went unfulfilled. You know, those watchdogs were sitting there waiting, but nobody ever showed up. And so they went away. And eventually what you've done is you've conditioned your body to understand that this is not an actual attacker. You know, whereas a bacteria or a bug will start to multiply in your body over time, or if you are around kids or it are numerous encounters with different kinds of, oh goodness, all kinds of bugs that are out there, numerous encounters or things that are multiplying in your body, actual diseases is when those antibodies are fulfilled appropriately, but they were never fulfilled. And so what it does is it helps your, un- your immune system understand that these benign particles are not actually dangerous over time. And by causing it to make these antibodies and then those antibodies go unfulfilled over time, after enough times doing that, your body stops producing the antibodies, okay? And this is not a forever fix. I've had I've gone through immunotherapy twice now in my life, but I've got made it about 5 years after each one and it's worth it it changed my life. I didn't have to take medications. It was wonderful. So anyways, that is definitely the extreme version for um, allergens, dealing with seasonal allergies, but that's one I wanted to tell you about my personal experience. Okay, and now circling back around to the holistic side of everything, let's talk about some lifestyle practices because this is where I really know, i not that I don't know my stuff elsewhere, but this is really where I'm passionate because there are certain things we can tweak that we can do just in, just in living that will help reduce the burden of some of these symptoms. So, Let's talk first about stress. Number one, stress levels. I've got about 10 points here, so just so you know what to expect. Stress levels. So <clears throat> when we're particularly stressed, whether we're traveling, which can be stressful on the body, um, let's say we've if we've got a stressful work deadline, family, so whatever it is that is causing our stress levels to rise, know that stress will actually cause an immune response in our bodies. We will, Start will be more prone to produce those antibodies. So that's natural. So if you're more stressed, you're more likely to have reactions to seasonal allergens. So how can we offset that? Because sometimes it's hard to just avoid stress. And you guys know that I don't really like to tell the advice, work on your stress is not helpful to anybody. But what we can do to help combat stress levels like that is try to get more sleep. Okay, so do your best to get more sleep. The more stressed you are, the more you really need to rest so that your body can repair at nighttime. So if you are chasing major deadlines, make it a priority to go to bed a little bit earlier and maybe give yourself the grace to sleep in on the weekends. Make sure sleep becomes a priority. The more stressed you are, the more sleep needs to be a priority and that will help your body settle down a little bit. Next, we want to avoid, now big picture here, If we're thinking about, now these are lifestyle practices, right? So stress is one of them, but we also kind of want to look at the foods that we're eating. And if you think about it, so many of us in this real food vein understand that there are certain foods we eat that cause an immune reaction in our bodies. It causes us to puff up, um, we don't feel good. And that really is because we've triggered an immune response in some regard. And we do that enough over time and it can turn into something chronic where we get chronic inflammation. So even though we may not be suffering from chronic inflammation anymore, if we've been following a real food or a paleo-type lifestyle for a number of years, there are some paleo-friendly foods that are still inflammatory. And so if we try to avoid those foods, we'll be doing a little bit better. So some of those... First one i want to talk about is alcohol. So I recommend you avoid alcoholic drinks during seasonal allergies or at least avoid that second glass of wine with dinner. Have the first one if that's, you know, part of your plan, but try to not indulge too much further because first, alcoholic drinks actually have their own histamines. So when you're consuming them, it's kind of some wise. sometimes red wine makes people um, kind of sneeze a little bit or feel stuffed up. It's because you're actually drinking some histamines there, and so your body's just taking them in and using them. Um, So that's one of it. Alcohol is inflammatory to begin with, so that's a good one to avoid or at least be conscious of during seasonal allergies. I recommend avoiding... This is a big one that I learned when I worked for... I actually worked for a vegan physician back when I first graduated from college, and I learned a lot from her. Um, But something that really stuck through was... Now, of course, she was vegan, so she advised pure plant-based. She didn't encourage any kind of animal... Proteins or any intake at all, including dairy. But with some of her patients who are suffering from seasonal allergies, I really observed that when they cut out dairy during uh, seasonal allergy times, their symptoms were reduced quite a bit. Now, knowing what I know now, I think there's a lot to do with traditional dairy versus conventional dairy versus um, dairy from grass fed cows, really healthy sources. So I think that if you are someone who likes a snack on cheese or you have uh, conventional butter or conventional milk in your refrigerator, try to cut back on dairy during these times and see what happens. Because dairy, especially from conventional products, and I'm what I mean by conventional is not grass-fed. Okay, so it's just the, the plain Jane milk that you probably grew up having if you grew up in an urban setting. Um, so cut back on those because those can actually have, um, an immune response as well and can cause more drainage and more inflammation. So I would cut back on the dairy. Um, let's see other nutrition things that we can do. I think that there's some research out there. There's not a whole lot of really solid science, but it's one to try if you're, if you're desperate. Um, local honey has been known to help and the idea is those, uh, the bee and it's, It's not just when you're in the middle of an allergic uh, attack from seasonal allergies. These aren't kind of, the honey isn't gonna help you come out of that, but it should help prevent or reduce the impacts of allergies over time. So eat some local honey. The bees have then taken the pollen. The idea is that the histamines those allergens you're ingesting them um in a really healthy form and so your body is kind of like the allergy shots is taking those in a little bit at a time and it's able to build or to learn that those are not actually dangerous Um, so that could be one local honey if you just moved to a new place or a new part of the country go buy some local honey and try to take in a teaspoon or two of local honey every 2 weeks. That's something you could do. There's not a whole lot of science to back that up, but it makes sense in a lot of ways. Uh bee pollen, local bee pollen is very similar. Um also on the nutrition side, some folks like to really recommend apple cider vinegar shots. So what you would do is you'd get the apple cider vinegar with the mother. That's the kind, um, the Braggs, for example. And that's the kind with that thing floating around into it. And that's the really important part that's okay, it's got probiotic benefits. But the apple cider vinegar, mix it with a little, maybe a little lemon juice and definitely dilute it with water and take a shot of that. I would say max a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and the rest with water and a little lemon juice. Um, but take... You could start with a couple times a day, one time a day, those kinds of things, diluted shots. Those are meant to help reduce um, the thickness of mucus, so it's supposed to help thin things out and hopefully eventually help give you some relief. Lots of fruit has been known to do the exact same thing, so eat more apples, eat more uh, grapes, things like that, fruits that you can easily incorporate into your lifestyle. And The last nutrition one that I want to talk about is nettle leaf tea n-e-t-t-l-e and i will link to all of these that we're talking about in our show notes um but nettle tea is it's a specific um gosh medicinal the the kind that i like to buy is from traditional medicinals and it is just a natural little plant that has been known to help reduce um symptoms from seasonal allergies and so nettle tea doesn't taste exactly amazing uh, but I will make it with some lemon and then maybe put in a little honey. Maybe local honey, have this anti um, seasonal allergy cocktail if you want. Enjoy one of those a day during the time. should help a little bit. And then more on the lifestyle piece of everything, things that we can be aware of is trying to avoid smoke. Smoke will help or irritate us further and can propel seasonal allergy symptoms so if you have friends who smoke cigarettes or other kinds of smoke maybe avoid those maybe avoid campfires that can also be irritating Uh, what else do we have in here another really fun trick that you can do if you have seasonal allergies is so many of us myself included I like to shower in the morning because it wakes me up and I like to get ready for the day but if you suffer from seasonal allergies something to think about is rinsing off right before you get into bed And if you did have any pollen or anything that collected on your body throughout the day, it's a really good way to just get it off so you're able to maybe get more restful sleep. Your immune system can calm down. And then the last piece of advice that I want to leave you with today is just because I can't help myself, I think it's important to remember when you're having seasonal allergies and you're sneezing a lot, you're blowing your nose a lot, you have a lot of mucus, your eyes are watering a lot, you are losing a lot of fluid. During the day, way more fluid than you're probably used to losing. So please stay hydrated. You're going to give your body the best fighting chance to feel better and to realize that it's not under attack. You're going to give it the best chance if you stay hydrated. So make sure you're drinking lots and lots of water. The best way to get started on kind of getting a ballpark on how much water to drink is to take your body weight. In pounds, it's the only time I think your body weight is really important. Take your body weight. You can even approximate it if you are not don't have a good idea. Don't go buy a scale for this. Just get a ballpark. Divide that number by two. That's the number of ounces of water a day to drink to start. And if you are having seasonal allergies right now and you're blowing your nose 27 times a day, like I completely understand, then increase that by, multiply it by, by at least 0.2 to 0.5 right so try to get in as much water as possible stay hydrated you'll keep yourself healthy and you'll feel better from it so I hope you guys found today's episode helpful it's a like I said a project um, of mine that I really enjoy and if you like these more sciencey episodes please let me know in the show notes so I know what to do more of Um, and so I have a very special episode coming up today is our 100th episode and that's so exciting it also happens to be my birthday, which is even more fun. 100th episode being published on my birthday. It's very, very fun. All fun all around. And I am working on a very special episode of readers and listeners, you guys, calling in and leaving a voice memo. And I want to do a big mashup. I was going to do it for this episode Um, But I wanted to give you listeners here a chance to contribute to it as well. So if you're interested, the kind of things that I'm talking about are going to be lessons learned. Let's say if you've done the Fed and Fit project because you have the book, or you've just been following this podcast for a while, or you've been reading the blog for a while, or I don't know, you follow Fed and Fit on social media. That's me. But you follow on social media and you've learned something of value, something that you think was an aha moment for you, I would love for you to share that. Please share that. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a huge mashup because of what I found is you guys love hearing from each other, and I wanna do a show dedicated to you, dedicated to your lessons learned, and dedicated to the things that are really making a difference in your life. So if you have a big aha moment, a big lesson learned, something that just clicked for you, whether it came from this show, my book, or somewhere else, something that you thought was really important, I would love for you to write in and share it. Any words of encouragement you have for other people out there, this is a really great chance to share it. So how are you going to do that? All you need to do is record a voice memo, no more than about two minutes just if you're looking for a ballpark, so really short, just like you're leaving somebody a voicemail. Record a voice memo. If you have an iPhone out there, I'm sure there's a similar app on Android devices, but if they come standard on all iPhones, just search for it on your phone, voice memos. Record it right there on your phone. Um, And then email it to me, email that file as an attachment to Cassie Joy, C-A-S-S-Y-J-O-Y at fedandfit.com. That's all you got to do. Just email me that file and we'll do a huge mashup. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you have something, I really encourage you to send it in. Do not be shy. You don't have to have anything polished. And even if you just want to say hi um, or do a shout out or anything like that, I'd love to have it. So that was That's my big takeaway call to action for the day. I hope you found today's episode wonderful. As always, we'll have a complete transcript of the show on the blog. So thank you guys so much. We will be back again next week.